0: Welcome to Elan Restoration Fellowship, where Jesus is King, HaMelech, Lord, Hashem, and Messiah, Mashiach. And now, Pastor and Rabbi, Billy Elias. Hello, everyone, and uh, Shabbat Shalom. Um, Actually, not exactly the Sabbath yet, we're just hours from the Sabbath, but. welcome to this episode of bearing the burdens um, our podcast and uh you know today we're gonna have our, our our sabbath devotion or devakut which is what the hebrew word would be for being devotion but it does mean more than that but today i wanted to talk about the when and why keva and kavanah. now the, the, these are two disciplines that go back thousands and thousands of years obviously um and while they always go hand in hand with prayer they also likewise go hand in hand when it comes to understanding the heart and fulfilling the scripture with proper intent right so i, I wanted to start with the when. now this has become very important everybody would when they see um the wailing wall or if they're around um some of the Yehudim, the jews okay they would see that that they would three times a day they would pray and then and so you know when we talk about the when and in that particular case that's what they would do now one of the things that i like is the word keva literally means set so it's basically a set time okay i'm not going to say it's like a moadim where it's a set appointed time in the universe um with certain um especially when we're talking about the feast days and the festivals and certain things like that. This is more of a set time where you are making an appointment, right? It's almost like a permanency. It's it's like a regular constant act, right? Um, it's almost like institutional. Now, I am not sitting here saying and don't hear what I am not saying that we need to pray, pray three times a day, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when we talk about the when, the keva, right, which means, like I said, to set, to a point, a permanency in our prayer life, um, we have to understand that it's more about the spirit and mindset of praying without ceasing. Now we know that in First Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18, Shaul Paul, our Apostle Paul, who says rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Messiah Jesus. Now, so obviously he is referring to the the prayers three times a day, Messiah himself, I, I did a sermon, it's on here, Chatefili um, Amida, um, the standing prayers, okay so that is on here and we we talk at great length about what not only what are the what the amidah is the standing prayers but you know jesus's treaty of the quote what we call their treatise i'm sorry of what we call the lord's prayer in matthew chapter six um so if you really want to get a, a better idea of what it means to pray without ceasing that would be a good one for you to understand but when we're talking about the keva here and setting Paul is telling us we are to pray without ceasing. So the mindset is when you pray in the morning, you act out those prayers. When you pray in the afternoon, you would act out those prayers. And when you pray before bed, as you sleep, you would meditate on those prayers. So what's happening here is it really is about developing a mindset of prayer, right? Even Jesus says in Matthew 6, 6, but you, when you pray, go into your inner room Close your door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So, part of the things that we're talking about is when we pray, we need to be have that alone time with the Messiah, um, and you know the mindset being, and, and I, I, I love the mindset behind the three times a day prayers because it's pray apply pray apply pray meditate but you know again we have to go to a place where we 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 have again we have a place you know like some people pray in the car on the way to work That man that's 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 your prayer closet right or your or or your 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 um your prayer room, right? Um, We would call it the prayer tent because in this particular scripture, where it says go to your inner room, he's talking about completely drawing the talit, the prayer shawl over your head so that um, you can kind of block everything out. And we're gonna talk about that in a minute. but. You know, we also have this thing called a house of prayer, and, and everybody's familiar with Jesus and His righteous indignation, clear in the house. He did it twice before Passover. M- many people don't realize He combined verse uh, two different verses from two different prophets, Isaiah fifty-six-seven and Jeremiah seven-eleven, where um, in Isaiah fifty-six-seven He says. Um, You know, my house is to be for joy, the burnt offerings and and sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar for my house will be called a house of prayer for all peoples. And of course, in Jeremiah 711 when he says, um, this is my house, but you've made it a den of robbers in your sight um, and I have seen it. Okay, so Jesus sees it, combines it, but it tells you something. That yes, even in your temple, even in even your synagogue, even in your church, even in your assembly, when you pray, you go into this place and you're supposed to go into this place and it is supposed to be a house of prayer, right? So whether it's a, a prayer service at night, a prayer service before church, whatever the case may be. The keva, the setting, is you being able to set a time and keep that time. You know, we talk about divine appointments and, 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 you know, purposeful relationships in the discipling process. Well, this is exactly what this is saying. You know, intentional relationships. Well, let's make intentional time and spend it with God in prayer. Okay, so this is a very important mindset when it comes not only to praying, but it also establishes something which is so lost today: is the study and the hearing of the word of God. Okay, we have to set time apart to study, and we have to set time apart to hear the word of God. Okay, Um, and remember, faith comes through hearing, and hearing comes from Torah Hayim, the living word of God, which is the Messiah, of course, Messiah Jesus. So, Keva is setting that time in prayer, and of course, setting that time in the word. Now, let's talk about the Kavanah, because here's the why, right? The when is Keva, and the why is Kavanah. Now, Kavanah in Hebrew uh, literally means called, was called so right away what we see is um before i get into that let's just see this it comes from a hebrew word then or can um and that literally means yes or that's right so when you look at this word you hear the i was called to a state of prayer and my answer was yes that's right amen i was called to a state of prayer and my answer is yes and amen. You see, so the kavana is the intention, right? Kavana is the attention, the devotion, and the purpose behind the concentration of the heart. You see, so when we enter into keva, the when, when we say, okay, we've decided we're gonna go set time for prayer and study on this, this, and this. The Kavanah now says why. Here's the why. Because you've been called, you've answered yes and amen. But what is the mindset? Um what is let's say not only the mindset, but what is the heart reaction and the intention, the attention, and the devotion to going into prayer and going into study. You see. Kavanah is a mindset devoid of distraction, right? BeMidbar in Hebrew meaning um, to come from the wilderness, right? And what is the wilderness in Hebrew but a place of the removal of distraction so you can hear the spoken word of God. So when we get into keva when we've set our keva and we go into our prayer closet or our prayer tent i love that so much better the prayer tent um or our place where we're going to pray we have to remember what our mindset must be because we go in not just to speak a thousand words but to hear so all distractions need to go away so that we can have peace right so Paul touches on this in Philippians 4-6. Everybody knows it. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, or thanksgiving, let your request be known to God that what? The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind. The peace of God. I know people in my life right now that they are so overwhelmed. their, Their minds cannot settle down. They can't get quiet. They are running, they are overwhelmed or overloaded in ministry with life, with drama, with all kinds of things happening, and they can't seem to find that moment, that place to quiet themselves and hear God's voice. That's, for them, is they have to set keva, and then they have to go in with that spirit that says... I am called, and I am answering yes and amen, so I am going to quiet myself, and I'm going to listen, so that I know I will feel that peace, and I will hear your words, right? And so one of the things, and Jesus warns us about this, and this is why I love so much the writings of, of, of what we have about Messiah, because he does so many different Jewish things that people aren't aware of until we're made aware of. Right. So one of the things he warns us about is, and this is, again, thousands of years, a very old Jewish mindset is Kavanah cannot be mechanical. It can't become a tradition that you just do for the sake of doing. Right. Praying the Lord's Prayer is a tradition that you just do for the sake of doing. There's nothing behind it. It's just useless words flittering in the sky. So in Matthew 6, 7, Jesus tells us, and when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. And do not go on the corners And pray loud prayers for all to hear like the Pharisees do. For truly, I tell you, they have already gotten their reward. It's a little bit out of order, but I'm going by memory here. The idea here is when you go in to prayer or when you go into the study of the word of God, the Kavanagh cannot be because I have to do it. It can't be done under compulsion. It can't be like, well, I have to do this because if I don't do this, something bad's going to happen. No, it's got to be an answer to call. Have you ever been in the middle of doing something and all of a sudden you hear God's voice saying, and, and all of a sudden you're like, I got to pray. And you do because that's the yes and amen. God is calling you. So when we enter into the covenant, that mindset that says we're here intentionally on purpose to hear from you, God, so that I can learn from you and do your work and fulfill your commandments, your mitzvot, not only on my life, but those who you written down, we then enter into what we call a spirit of devakot, which I love. Now, Abraham Joshua Herschel, obviously a rabbi and author, in his, go- uh, his gook, in his book God in Search of Man, which is awesome title, right? I got to get that and definitely going to have to give that one a read. He writes of Kavanaugh, a moral deed unwittingly done may be relevant to the world because of the aid it renders unto others. Yet a deed without devotion for all its effects on the lives of others will leave the life of the doer unaffected. The true goal for man is to be what he does. He is saying here that you will be what you do in prayer and in study. That's pretty sobering thought, isn't it? You will be what you do in prayer and in study. And I know some of you are saying, well, I don't agree, but did you know that Jesus 100% agrees with, uh, uh, um, with uh, Rabbi Heschel because he says, those will come before me and they say, we have prayed in your name, we have done great deeds in your name, we've even cast out demons in your name. But he says, yes, you did, but truly I don't know you, so go away. You're a wicked and evil servant. <gasps> Gasp. Yes. So this mindset of Kavanaugh, this mindset of, of, of keva, and this mindset of Devakot are very important to understanding the when and the why behind prayer and worship and study. Now I'm going to end with this, Second Corinthians 9, 7. Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart not grudgery grudgingly or under compo- under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver of course of course we're talking Paul is talking about the tithe not the tithe Paul is talking about the offering okay and he's talking about what's something called known as the sadaka scale that's how they gauge giving and the attitude and the reflection of the heart in giving. But the the mindset here is the same of Kavanah. It has to be purposed in your heart. And it's intended not only to help perform and keep the mitzvot, the commandments with the right heart, but the mindset of Kavanah is intended to enter into that spirit of diva, devakot, which in Hebrew devakot means dedicated, and a clinging to Hashem, to God himself. So I hope this brief devotion will help usher in a little bit better spirit as we go into Shabbat. And as always, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you shalom peace. In the precious name of Jesus, our glorious Messiah, we do pray. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Billy Elias. Pastor Billy is the founder and pastor of Elon Restoration Fellowship in Toms River, New Jersey. Join us again as Pastor Billy bridges the gap between the old and new covenants. And as always, may the Lord bless you with peace.